You're listening to Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A. Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A, sponsored by Blueprint MCAT. How are you today? I'm doing awesome. Thanks for asking. How are you doing? I'm wonderful. What can I help you with today? All right. So I have a couple of questions and they mostly have to do with how to accurately report hours on the application. Okay. Um, So the first question is mostly how to report hours that may have had a lot of overlap. Um, So over, over the four years that I've been in college, I've kind of strategically chosen jobs that um, I knew I could kind of multitask in. So um, for example, I was a peer advisor and worked in recruitment for the honors college. So I have X amount of hours that I got paid in these jobs, but mm-hmm. I also was doing a lot of other work while getting paid for these jobs that weren't necessarily uh related to these jobs. So I have a lot of overlap in hours. My hour counts, like my total hours are very high for a lot of activities. Um, And I'm worried that it's going to be a red flag for ad comms. So I'm not sure if it's best to just report them at face value or if I should try to take some hours away from certain activities to make it look more realistic. Yeah, I I think you should tell the truth. And the the truth is that even though you're getting paid for one hour doing your job, you were actually doing something else for that hour, which you're also reporting on, on your application. And so I wouldn't report two hours for the same hour, I would, I would just estimate out of the 100 hours or so that I worked, about 20 hours I was doing other things. And so I'm only going to say that I worked 80 hours, even though my pay stubs say something different, and and then report the other time doing the other things. That's that's the easiest and, and most honest way to do it. Okay, perfect. And then I have kind of a similar question, but it's very specific. So one of the most meaningful experiences for me is traveling and language learning is how I kind of phrased it. Um, I myself am actually a military child. My parents are both retired Air Force veterans. So um, we moved around a lot when I was younger. At one point in about 2006, we had moved to Germany and they had taken me out of the English speaking school. They threw me into a public German school because they (laughs) thought it would be a challenge. They told me, you know, you have to stay here for a couple months. If you like it, you can stay. If not, you can go back to the school on base. And I really loved it. I loved learning the new language. I loved seeing the different education system and the different culture. And it was just so different. Um, And it was something I loved so much that even when I came back to the U.S., I would frequently go back to Germany to finish the school year with my old classmates. So I really wanted to try and emphasize how much I really love traveling and doing all those kinds of things. My mom works for the airlines now, so we still get to travel. And I plan to teach abroad in South Korea next year, and I'm starting to teach myself Korean. So it's very it's very much an ongoing thing. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to know if it's okay to date back an activity to as early as like 2006. And if it is okay, um, should I count hours, um, like 40 hours a week, for the school year that I was in Germany, like how should I include that in my application? What are you thinking of? How are you going to classify that activity? So right now I'm planning to classify it as a hobby okay. um, because I feel like that would be the best thing to do. But next year I plan to teach English while I'm in Korea. 
So um, I'm not, I was kind of trying to think of whether to list those as two separate activities. So like doing the language learning and um, traveling in one and then the teaching abroad in another activity um, or combining them. So, yeah, no, I I think they definitely should be separate because they're two different activities. One is a job and one is, is something you just enjoy doing. So definitely separate activities. And I agree, you should list it as a hobby with travel and language and, and whatever you want to talk about there. And, and you can definitely date f- as far back as you want. The, the general rule of thumb is the activity section should be after high school. For activities like a hobby that you've been doing for a long time, it's, it's fine to go back during that time because it's, it's a continuous thing. If it was like one trip that you took in high school, then I wouldn't put that or, or one award that you got in high school or one something that happened in high school for other students that may be thinking about this. Don't put that. But for this continuous thing, that's a part of who you are and a part of your life. It's, it's fine to go ahead and go back and, and put it into your high school years or even before. Okay. Awesome. And so, um, with that too. So for the hours, do you think it would be most wise, I guess, to report it as kind of like, like I said, the eight hours a day, five days a week, as if I was in school or should I underestimate it a little bit or what would you recommend? In I terms mean, of- you theoretically could put zero hours for that because if it's your hobby, if it's your life, if you're traveling, you're, you're learning languages, that's, that's just a lot of time over a long period of time. And putting down 10,000 hours, okay, great. But zero hours probably is, is just as fine. To so, so you're not worried about like parsing, okay, what, what about from, from October 2006 to November 2006? Like how many hours? Like don't stress yourself out about like getting that specific. It's not that important. And for a hobby, putting zero hours is perfectly fine because because it's it's something that's just a part of who you are, a part of your life that it's going to be a lot of hours. Okay. Awesome. Um, I also do have a a question about possibly combining activities or combining different extracurriculars into the same activity. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not sure when it is most wise to do that. So for example, I've held multiple leadership positions in different clubs. So would it be smart to uh, clump those together and report them in the same activity so that I can report my two different clinical experiences as separate ones or like what's the general recommendation for combining activities? There's, there's really no general recommendation. I I think at the end of the day, if your impact is similar for both, if, if maybe you were a leader of both clubs, say, say you were the president of two different clubs, but like, it was just a title and you kind of ran the meetings and it wasn't that impactful to who you are and you don't have a specific story to tell or numbers to give in terms of how much you grew the club or how much money you raised or how much you donated, whatever that is, then then it's perfectly fine to combine them. Because remember, each of those spots is an opportunity to talk about who you are, what you did, the impact that you had, right? Mm-hmm. And And if you have two leadership activities that basically say the same exact thing, then sure, combine them and and just mention in the description, I was the president of this club and this club and blah, 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 however you want to, to, to talk about that. 
And then that gives you the opportunity to have two activities for clinical experience, as you mentioned. And hopefully in those two different activities, again, it's different impact. If it shows a different side of who you are for the admissions committee. Okay. Awesome. Um, I do also have another question. So, um, I recently watched one of your videos where you were talking to an MFT and, um, you had mentioned to her, just make sure your MFT work isn't the bulk of your clinical experience, um, in terms of applying to med school. Um, I'm not an MFT or anything, but my application, I would say is very heavily focused on mental health and addiction treatment. Um, psychology is one of my majors and addiction treatment is one of my minors, so I've um, had like a counseling internship. I work currently as a mental health tech. So that's one of my clinical experiences. Um, and I've done psycholo psychological research and stuff like that. Is Should I try to move into a more traditional clinical experience like scribing or being a phlebotomist or something? Or is it okay to continue being like a mental health tech and having that be part of my story? Or what would you recommend? So for for clarification, MFT, what's what's the F for? I've never heard the F. Uh, I think you were talking to a marriage and family therapist. Oh, that kind of I, I the the way you were talking about I I was picturing behavioral health technician. So like people who work with uh children with autism and stuff like that. So therapy and and all of those mental health fields obviously hugely needed good clinical experience. The question at the end of the day is, does that prove that you want to be a physician or is it leaning towards like, Hey, you should be a therapist. That's, that's the problem with, with the far majority, if not all of your hours in that field. So getting a more quote unquote traditional exposure to to traditional medicine in in the sense of right being in a clinical setting and interacting with more traditional patients is probably better to show hey like i know what i'm getting myself into and and being an internal medicine physician isn't like being a therapist or whatever else um and i understand that and i see that and i still want that and whatever uh that's that's the struggle with having the bulk if not all of your hours in the mental health field around therapy and, and behavioral health. Okay. All right. That makes sense. So um, I know I had taken a phlebotomy class back in 2019 and I am planning to get my certification from the state or from ASCP um, by July. Okay. So I will be like able to move into that field. I just cool. wanted to know, you know, what, direction to go so that's really helpful yeah and it doesn't have to be all or none depending on on what you can do it doesn't have to be that you completely give up on the therapy side of things if you enjoy that and do all phlebotomy maybe you just do phlebotomy once a week or twice a week or whatever it whatever that looks like for you and then you can still do the the mental health stuff on the side okay awesome um i do have another question if that's okay yep um, so one of the activities that I have um, is some nonprofit work that I've been involved in okay. and I've earned some um, like awards and recognitions and stuff like that from my university and from other organizations for the work. Um, and right now I don't have a separate activity for honors awards recognitions. 
So would it be okay to still group that with the same description as the overall nonprofit or should I, would it be better to separate those? You don't have to do that. You don't have to separate the the activities section is really yours to do what you want with. And, and there are some general kind of rules and guidelines, but at the end of the day, you can do what you want. And so if you want to put your awards and recognitions in with the activity itself, that's perfectly fine. Same thing with publications or poster presentations. You can put that in with research. You don't have to separate it out. Uh, it really just depends on how much space you have, what other activities you have to fill up those 15, right? And most of this discussion, actually all of this discussion is really centered around AMCAS because they limit you to 15 spots. ACOMIS and TMDSAS don't limit you. So it's it's really, there's no reason why you wouldn't separate it out into a separate uh, spot in those other applications. Okay, awesome. And a really quick um, clarification. So in a lot of the activities I'm involved with, like clinical activities and both my primary care physician, I'm working with a lot of uh, nurse practitioners. Yep. Um, so I just wanted, I heard this and I wanted to kind of confirm that it's better to like find an MD or a DO to shadow rather than an APRN because even though like my doctor is doing the same thing as the MD that I saw while she was on leave, um, it's still different. So is that true that I should try to avoid shadowing the nurse practitioner so that I can shadow an MD or DO? Yeah, it, you you need physician shadowing when it comes to shadowing for your application. You can put the other shadowing on your application It'll, it'll show that you're getting experiences around what other people are doing as well. But the bulk of your shadowing should be around physicians. Okay, awesome. Um, I think that is all for my questions today, but that was really, really helpful. So Good. thank you. Good little, like <laughs> Good little deep dive into the activity section, which confuses a lot of people. And, and I don't know if you've checked out my newest book, The Pre-Med Playbook Guide to the Medical School Application Process, has a whole chapter on the activity section with examples of, of good ways to write activities and bad ways to write activities. So check that out if you haven't already. Um, what are your plans for the MCAT? You're still a little bit away from that. Do you have any thoughts on the MCAT yet? Yeah, so uh, my plan right now, so I'm taking the gap year or multiple gap years. Yep. So all of 2022, I'm planning to be abroad. Um, so I plan to come back in 2023 and take the MCAT that spring that I come back. So I'm trying to study while I'm abroad and then come back and take it once I get over the jet lag and the time difference and everything. Yeah. Uh, and that way, I'm hoping it kind of, uh, mitigates any concerns about how long it's been since I've been in school, mm-hmm. because by the time I matriculate, I will have been out of school for uh, like two and a half years, I think. Yeah. Um, so I felt like putting the MCAT after my year abroad would kind of be a good spot. Yep. That makes complete sense. So as, as you're prepping, I highly recommend uh, at least looking at Blueprint MCAT's full-length exams. They're the, the best out there in terms of full-length exams outside of the AAMC, of course. And if you're looking at any sort of content review, their online course is pretty awesome. So you can go check that out, blueprintmcat.com. Any other questions? 
Um, I don't think I have any at this moment, but All thank right. you so much for yeah. those ones. You're welcome. Good luck to you. Thanks. You too. Have a great day. Thank you so much for joining me here on Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A. Did you know that we record these live on Facebook at 3 p.m. Eastern on most weekdays? Search for Medical School HQ on Facebook and like the page to be notified. Don't forget to check out our amazing Facebook group, The Hangout, at medicalschoolhq.net slash group. 